Welcome to the seventh episode of the Frontend Coffee Break, a podcast where we take a break from our everyday lives, grab a cup of joe, and discuss about different frontend related topics. Like always, I have here Ricard with me. Hello, how are you? Hello, Chucha. I'm very good. You? Uh, could be better, but I cannot say that I am bad. No, no, I'm good. I'm good. Well, um, let's go into today's topic. Today's topic, we said we would talk a little bit about public speaking, knowledge sharing, and why you should try it. Um, today, we had inside the, the company what we call our front-end monthly meeting, which is a meeting that takes, as its name says, once a month inside the company where we see different topics, not only topics from uh, that concern our own community, like, for example, maybe workshops that are coming up along and the work that other people have been doing in different areas. We get to know these kind of things. We get to know any news that is related to, to, to the community. But we also see presentations about some of our colleagues of the work that they have been doing or maybe an interesting topic that they want to share. And... Today's meeting, as always, it's quite interesting because you see all sorts of sorts of people talking about their own topic. And it's something that, although usually we have a lot of more senior-oriented people, we also see from time to time uh, more junior-oriented uh, profiles. And they talk a little bit about the what they, they've learned or maybe the project that they're working in. And the first question would be, is it important to participate in these kind of events or are these events important inside the community? What do you, what's your take on that? Um, so you're pitching to the choir. So we're doing this, po this podcast <laughs> and we're sharing knowledge. Of course, I feel it's important, uh, but it can be scary. No, I mean, if you're a junior developer and you're in front of a really senior crowd, um, yeah. What do you want to talk about? It's, it's not easy. <laughs> No, and this is something that that's constantly when I'm trying to to motivate people to to do them is like what am I going to talk to about? And I usually what I tell them is that these events are not only oriented for senior people. These are events are for all the community and the community is formed by all sorts of or, of people or, or people in different grades. If you talk about, I don't know, maybe if you talk about uh, the work that you've been doing in Flex, you would say, well, who's going to be interested in it? Well, maybe there there is going to be people, there are going to be people that are interested in that because it's something that it's going to be new for them. And sometimes this is also works. And I've, I've, I've been in that position when you're listening to something that it's basic and you say, okay, that's true. I, I haven't worked on that for, for a while. It's nice to have a reminder or it's just nice to see the people that... The, the the effort that they put or the way that they do the presentations. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't get me wrong. I mean, that that's what also I encourage my prodigies to just you know go in and yeah talk about your stuff, your project. Even if it's basic or no mm -hmm. basic, it doesn't really matter because there are other juniors around. Or maybe, as you said, some seniors might not know of maybe they haven't played with that technology, right? So so definitely it, it's important to do public speaking because on your like front-end career, you will have to do it eventually, right? Yes, Be yes. Or on a maybe bigger scenery or, or, or scene or maybe smaller stuff, talking in front of a client team. But definitely it's something that you will come across and, and it's ni nice to have. Nice to have. No, definitely. I mean, even from the beginning of, of your career, you sometimes have to present this to your team. You have to present the work that you've been doing. Maybe even, uh, and you, you're, you're already, or maybe everyone's already doing something like this. Like, for example, just let's talk about the stand-ups. In the end, the stand-ups that we, or the dailies, depending on what you call them, 
these are usually moments in which you say, well, I've been working in, well, depending on the standup, of course, I've been working on this and this is what I'm going to be working on. I need help on this or not. It's you're doing a brief presentation. And usually this is very, um, I'd say very, a very relaxed environment. And most people don't realize that. Well, I don't know if most people, but I think that people sometimes don't realize that. But just this kind of, of, of um, stand-up seats kind of meetings are actually public speaking. You are practicing your skills about your communication skills. And You are correct. I think when you think about public speaking, you imagine a stage and a conference and 100 people sitting in the audience and watching at you. But definitely, you know, yeah, sure. Project presentations, um, stand-ups, when you like present maybe the, the end of the spin and you have your your own stuff to showcase, right? And that, that's also a, a sort of public speaking in a smaller format, but uh, the, the theory applies, yeah. Yeah, and these are, well, as we call, safe environments. But eventually, uh, I think that one of the things that we end up doing, it's very important for us to, to know how to express ourselves in public. And these kind of internal things are usually a safe place to do it. But not only at, uh, as maybe someone says, why should I know how to express myself beyond a, a stand-up if I only want to be a, a developer well, only? It's like my career path is going to be development because I love development. I want to be like a high-level developer. Why should I worry about being able to be good at public speaking? What's your take on that? Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely, I think, again, even if you are very good technically, right? You, you are uh, an excellent technician on JavaScript or whatever it is. Eventually, you will have to use your, your soft skills, your public speaking skills to whatever, to convince a client, to convince a team, to convince somebody that, that you have to maybe go that route or choose that architecture. Even, okay, maybe you're not client-facing, maybe you are internally facing, but you have to align with requirement engineers and quality assurance guys. And, and in the end, you got to be comfortable of, of, yeah, standing up on a, on, a, on a meeting room with five, one, or 20 people and then just express yourself. So you will encounter it for sure. And I, for example, one of the projects that I worked in a couple of years ago, it was common that each developer presented the work that they, they did during the sprint. And usually there was most of the time, especially as a frontend, you know, what you do is very visual because you can be a backend developer and the work that you did is like, yeah, I changed the way that the tables are <laughs> done or they're being, or the data is processed or something that it's not necessarily something that you visually, that has visual impact. But, but as a front-end developer, usually most of the work or a lot of the work that you do has visual impact and you can show something. So the presentations from, um, from the, for the front-end developers in that team were usually very, very, uh, they had a lot of things to showcase. Very so visual. every single, yes, very visual. And every single one of the developers had to do a little bit of, of a two to five minute presentation about the work that they, that they did. And it was nice. I mean, there were people that you could, you could see at the beginning were a little bit more shy. They were very much, they were uh, very brief. They didn't know exactly how to, how to show what they were showing, but eventually with, with practice, uh, they became, good at it and the nice thing about this is that for example it, it it doesn't matter that you do a fantastic work if you don't showcase it to the client maybe the client doesn't really understand what has been done or is not it's not able to to appreciate the work that has been that has been done and maybe it's like yeah you did this but whatever so it's important that you present and present 
what you what you did, and the client will be able to appreciate this kind of. Yeah, yeah, and it's not trivial. I think like sprint presentations, as you were saying, I've I've done it in the past, and it's not trivial because you know that your your senior colleagues are in the room as well, like project managers and people that maybe have been in the project for a long time, and you're just getting started, and it's there's pressure, especially then, and definitely practice, as you say, practice make, makes perfect at the end. Um, and, and the environments are, are important. I think you don't want to, if you've never known that before, you don't want to go into a conference stage maybe. And then, I mean, people do that. Some people crazy do that. I wouldn't do that. I would prefer uh, to do maybe smaller stuff, save environments like we do in our front end monthlies and lighting talks. That's, that's more of a, you know, smaller audience and it's easier. Definitely. Now, now that you, you were mentioning this about the practicing, this is something that, that I learned at the beginning of doing these kind of presentations about the work that you did to the client or to the to, to the project manager, to the rest of the team, is that when you're presenting something, always practice exactly what you're going to present uh, beforehand. Never go, as they say, I think in, in English the term is cold turkey. Never go just like, yeah, I did this. I'm just going to sit down and showcase. No, 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 no. Always do a, a test run or two about the things that you're going to showcase and always follow that. Even if you do a test run, it goes wrong. I mean, you know, life, life, life demos are, are are impossible to do. But definitely, definitely. I mean, you gotta. Give, I mean, I don't know in what scenarios you would be so confident, so, so, so like, yeah, relaxed that you can just wing it and and not, not practice it, not not go through. Yeah, the, the key points you're gonna talk about. Um, definitely, great and great, great tips here to John. Please <laughs> rehearse before, <laughs> before. Yeah, rehearse what you're going to showcase. And always try to have a plan B. And worst case scenario, sometimes I, for example, when I was uh, when I do presentations, I take screenshots while I'm practicing. I think take screenshots and save them somewhere so that in whatever scenario suddenly it's not working, I can always show the screenshots of the thing that I was supposed to 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 showcase because it has happened to me. It has happened like last moment, the server is not working, and. Well, the backup, it's always try to do it in local, in your local instance, which is not, which is not that encouraged. Um, but then also the local instance for whatever reason, because the service or whatever is not working and you cannot showcase it. I've been in the situation in which I'm showcasing images that I took, uh, screenshots that I took about how it was supposed to, to, to work. Maybe even, for example, one option is to, and this is a good way to, to, to practice and to have a good backup is while you're doing the test run, um, record yourself. Record the, the that the presentation. If it's online, for example, record whatever you want to showcase and just save it. I mean, maybe you're not going to to use it or show it, but at least it it it, it helps you to have like a backup. Like, okay, this is not working. I you could say I recorded a video. I'm going to show the video of, of how it's supposed to be, and you can go with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I remember we haven't talked yet about the summit concept. We'll do it in a moment. But on one of those occasions where I had to present, I, I did a talk there. I rehearsed, man, like maybe five or six times the whole thing because I was installing node packages and local and I was doing some sort of, yeah, integration with GitHub. And and locally, it was working like six out of six. It worked fantastically. <laughs> but of course, I don't know what happened during the, the live the live demo. Uh, I don't know, maybe I, th I think I skipped a step or, or removed something that it, it just wasn't working, right? And then the clock is ticking and people are watching your screen while nothing is working. And and I had to just, you know, skip ahead and try to, 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 to move along and... and it worked because then people gave me feedback. I said, hey, great save there. You, you could manage plan B, whatever. But yeah, it's 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 challenging. And um, yeah. yeah, and sometimes, as I say, when it doesn't matter how much you, you prepare, sometimes things are going to, yeah. to, to go wrong. 
and it's horrible. And moving a little bit on the on, on this and on learning how to do presentations and such and um, knowledge sharing, what experiences do you have besides, for example, we have here at Cognizant Center, we have this uh, front-end monthly where we share uh, knowledge, we share projects that we worked in, we share topics that we're interested in. But um, I've had I've worked in other places and uh, a few years before here also that we had different uh, types of knowledge sharing sessions. Which knowledge sharing sessions could, for example, have you been participating or you mm -hmm. remember working on in? I think the, the very first knowledge sharing I had, like, during my professional career was actually writing blog posts. Okay. So I, I was, you know, back to our first episode in this podcast, mm -hmm. now episode number one, writing your own blog, your own site. I think the, the first notion I remember, like, yeah, maybe 15 years ago, whatever, uh, was like, yeah, something that I couldn't solve via Stack Overflow or whatever it is, I would just block it on my personal blog, just, you know, for for community, healthcare, and helping out the community. Mm -hmm. That that was my, my first initials uh, not sharing. And then I remember in another company who had what it was called Brownback Fridays, where we would Brownback in terms of like that. Uh, okay, I think, I think it's, a, it's a term for for food, like when you have food on a, on a brown bag to go. Exactly, exactly. So so they would they would bring pizzas or whatever on a Friday, and then somebody would present the topic. Maybe doing lunch, somebody would stand up and say, "Hey, uh, I remember a, a guy talking about the whole Kanban boards and how we could change our agile methods to to use Kanban, right?" And and yeah, that, that was one of the things that we because it was a small team, it could be done in a small team now. Hmm. Uh, of course, at Cognizant Center, it's, it's impossible to handle uh, 100 people for lunch and do presentations. We rather do yeah, summit talks or, or front-end monthlies. Well, this is interesting because uh, also one of the first experiences I had doing knowledge sharing and public speaking inside a, a work environment was something like that. It was uh, one of the first companies that I worked uh, doing web development per se. And we had the same thing. On Fridays, we would get together in the afternoon. And usually um, we had... A little bit of homework, you would say, that that we were giving or we decided to to take over during the week, and we could choose a topic or there would be a, a topic of interest. I mean, it really the the topic itself it wasn't the the most important thing. The important thing was just to do the presentation, and then we had like an hour that we took turns do a presentation, um, and then well after after we went on on for drinks. Um, with uh, with all the colleagues, it was it was very nice. But the interesting thing there is that the dynamic that we had back then was that you did the presentation and then you received immediately feedback from the people that were in the presentation, not only about the topic itself, questions, you know, the, the typical Q and A, like, hey, how does this work? Have you used it? What what's your opinion about it? But also we received feedback regarding on how well we did. You know, we had feedback. Um, from uh, even, I mean, there were colleagues from all grades sitting there and they all gave you feedback. Like, for example, uh, be careful with your hands because you were constantly grabbing your hands like this and you noticed that you were nervous. If you're nervous, maybe you could do, and we gave tips regarding this. Or you were completely static and you didn't move from your location. I mean, this wall presentation that we did uh, in the office life. It's like, try to relax yourself, move a little bit more. And so it was very nice to give, uh, to receive and give the feedback regarding on how the presentation went along. And I think that it helped um, a lot of people, including me, grow as precisely as someone that can do a little bit of a, of a public speaking. It was 
it was very fascinating. I mean, that's impressive to, to actually get feedback on the same moment. People yes. not be not be afraid of giving it because here, ah, it's hard. I mean, I think we pride ourselves for our core value, giving us a feedback, but still, it's hard. We do it via Google Forms, maybe anonymous, maybe not, and it's it's hard to get good feedback. Yeah. And I, I, for example, one thing that I would suggest to anyone, it doesn't matter the company, if you if you go to a, such a presentation and you care about it. Uh, and you see that there's things that could be improved, try to get in contact with the person. Like, for example, the person that you saw that were giving the, the presentation and, and try to get in contact with them and say, hey, you know, I love the presentation. I love the topic or well, whatever you, you the impression that you had. Say, hey, but I would like to give you a little bit of, if you don't mind, uh, I would like to give you a little bit of pointers regarding on things that I saw that um, you could improve or things that you that I think that you did quite well. And then you just give your your feedback to them, of course. Don't, I was just, when I was saying this, it just came into mind, like, don't give unsolicited <laughs> advice. No, but try to approach the person and say, hey, you know, if you don't mind, I'd like to give you a few pointers regarding on things that I think you could improve. Uh, Always on, con on constructive, of course. Yeah, constructive. So now we're, talk we're talking about knowledge sharing. But hmm. again, so let's be devil's advocate here. I'm, I'm working in a company. I am doing a great job I'm uh, on my team. And I just, you know, my day is fantastic. I great get defects or I get new change requests and I do them and it's all good. Why should I bother with knowledge sharing? Because people would think sometimes if I don't knowledge share, I'm doing job protecting. They cannot fire me because nobody knows what I know. So I keep I keep working on, on, on this project or this company forever. <laughs> Why would I knowledge share? I mean, this is a topic I think I, I that we've discussed um, before and I think that's Keeping knowledge is it doesn't help anyone. It doesn't even help you. You might say, "Hey, you know, I'm gonna keep this not this thing to myself, and I'm not gonna tell anyone about it. And I'm, I'm gonna be the only person that that can do it." Well, eventually, the company will find out how to do it. I mean, it, it's not really about that. I mean, that's just a, a very toxic behavior. But I would always encourage uh, about knowledge sharing because it it first of all, and we've said it the same thing as the blog, it is something when you do it, it makes you or it helps you grow as, as a developer for example because it it uh, you practice or how do you say this um you well you practice more on the, the the topic you you get to be more of an expert in the in the topic and you help other people uh do the same thing and by other people sharing their knowledge or encouraging other people to share what they know you learn a lot. I mean, this is something that is beneficial to, to all parties. I agree. That's the key. I mean, how many times have you just Googled something for development? I mean, how to do stuff? And then you get a Stack Overflow answer. It's a good answer. Or you get a blog or you get a site. So, so it's giving back to the community so everyone in the web development community can, can just, you know, feed off each other and, and just, you know, get things done. Yeah, and, and, and this is something that that, that is very important. If no one shared their knowledge, there wouldn't be. Imagine that there's no Stack Overflow. You know, it's it's like the the, the typical joke. Like uh, the moment that Google stopped working or Stack Overflow stopped working, the productivity developer productivity just went. It's, it's down. A, not, not a joke. Not a joke. I no, mean, it's not. <laughs> I, I constantly Google stuff because I don't remember. Uh, I don't know the third parameter of a function or how this array function works. I mean, yes, you get you get a Google stuff. You get you got to go for the documentations and sure, blocks and Stack Overflow is, is one of the sources. 
But if you didn't, if we didn't have that, it, it would be a bit of a, a, it would be harder. Our work would be definitely harder. You, you, you've worked before Stack Overflow was born. You were there. I was also there. And, and, and definitely it was a little bit harder. You had to go to the, like the official docs, W3C and yes. things like that. Right. So it, it's way, way harder to find the stuff because you got to go to the source, but it's, it's doable. But again, now it's so much easier because people, I mean, if you phrase your answers, like, sorry, your questions correctly, you just get the same thing on a stackable flow or, or a block. How do I split an array by whatever? Boom. And you get it and you're done. So, yeah. And it's interesting, for example, to also to read the, the, the answers, not all of the answers or most of the answers, because uh, they give you different insights and you can learn a lot about, for example, someone posting an answer that it's not really acceptable and people responding to that answer saying, hey, you know, this is not the best way to do it because of, and then they tell you why. So there, it's um, by reading these kind of, of, of Q&As or these this places, you learn a lot about, uh, about development. And even if you don't remember them immediately, you at least end up with an ocean and being able to find out this, this thing before. I've been in situations in which I've, I've known like, oh, okay, this is uh, something that I know I've already solved one day. I don't remember exactly how, but I do remember more or less the things that were involved because you remember the, the answers that you, that you read and you can use that to <laughs> find it again. But in the end, um, doing knowledge sharing is important because it allows you to grow and allows the people around you to grow. And if the people around you grow, they will give you back uh, that as well in the yeah. sense that everyone benefits from knowledge sharing it. And if you have, and it's really, I think it's very important to encourage an environment in which knowledge sharing is commonplace. I agree. Um, so what else do we do at Cognitant Authentic? And do we, do we need to introduce what the summit talk is or what? Uh, <laughs> I think it's, it's cool. I think not, not many people, companies do that. Uh, sure. Google does it, but uh, we are smaller. Um, so what, what, what's the summit, Tucha? Well, the summit is, is uh, an event that we do. We used to do it once a year. Now we do it uh, twice a year in which we get together as a company and we share. Well, basically, we do a lot of knowledge sharing. We also do a, a little bit about what has been happening during the year and what's going to happen around the next year. But I think that one of the interesting things are that everyone's open to do a talk there. There's different types of talks that could be more ex extensive, an hour-long talks, or maybe even lightning talks that last, I don't know, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 25 minutes. And it's a great opportunity to, in a safe environment, practice or um, practice speaking and also share the knowledge that you that you have. You've participated, right? Well, you've mentioned that you participated. I, I have, I have, yes. I, am, I think you do. You did as well, right? Yeah, and, and I, I enjoy it quite a bit. It can be challenging. It doesn't matter how much experience that you have. It is challenging. And there's many, many people in the audience, even in, in the past live sessions we had, and now the online as well, when you see the counter at 500, it's, it, it takes you back a little bit. And it's a bit different, you know, doing it live than doing it online. Live in the sense that with a live pop uh, of course, live yeah. audience or doing mm -hmm. it online. I, between the both, I definitely like better the live audience. I enjoy more being there with the, with the live people and being able to interact with them and see them, see their reactions, maybe see who's uh, falling asleep. I don't know. Right. So it's easier for the speaker to get like feedback and interaction and, and how to maybe change the dynamic of the, of the talk, but it's way harder for those that are starting because if you're starting with this and you just get on a stage with 200 people, that's super like you're, you're sweating. A lot. So if you're doing it online, you just don't look at the camera or whatever and you're, you're, that's it. 
easy. Um, no, but I, I would recommend if you have the opportunity of doing it live, then yeah. to try it out. Totally. Even if it's in, 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 with your colleagues, your friends, it's, it's, I think it's important to get that experience no also as well. Now, uh, talking about experience, what, how did you begin, for example, in this? Could you tell us a little bit about the way that you, the, the path that you took uh, doing presentations and this kind of things? Yeah, I mean, there's not much to tell. I mean, uh, I haven't really done any super big events or something that you don't don't think about. Yeah, camps, JS camps, things like that. that mm. No, I, I haven't talked in a, in a big big stage. I would like to do it. Uh, let's see. But uh, but yeah, as I said before, starting very small, a very small company doing. As you said, you know, sprint presentations and team team presentations, maybe new feature things that I I discovered and wanted to share. I asked them, hey, do you want to guys learn about this? And, and we did some sort of uh, sessions with that, also with clients. I mean, when clients came came to the office uh, again on a, on, a, on a smaller company and and they wanted to see how the tool was working, right? And more of a, of a demo, they would come here and I would prepare a presentation. Of course, you would have to rehearse and and, and practice, hmm. and, and then fast forward to to now, no, to Cognizant Centric, where we do these lightning talks and. Uh, and that's that's also very uh, yeah I love to do them. But how about school? School, uh, yes, I don't talk about school. School is a, <laughs> is a time of my life I need to forget. I'm no, just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. But no, no, no. I mean, I I, I grew a lot like personally in terms of public speaking uh, at work uh, at the school. I didn't want to. I mean, you know how school it is. It's not not easy. Um, so yeah. I was one of those kids that that loved doing presentations. Oh, right. <laughs> Not me. That's, that's when I started, but it, it, it was, I, I don't know exactly at one point in, in, in school, high school, I think that I started doing, uh, you know, that you had to do a presentation and I, I started doing a presentation because my, ah, my, my friends were a little bit shyer. And th- I mean, it's normal. They're more the people that can be uh, quite shy. And my friends were shy and they didn't want to do it. And I said, yeah, you know, I don't mind. And I, that's when I started doing a little bit of, of, I, I don't know if I would call it public speaking. I did. Uh, yeah, it was. But public speaking, you but, started very early. Yeah, yeah. Lucky you. Yeah. And, I, and I, li- I liked it quite a bit. And that went on doing college and everything. And, um, but, you know, I've always had a very big interest in, in, in teaching. So I, when I graduated, I, I worked as a teacher's assistant and I had the opportunity of, of, of do some classes, to teach some classes. And before starting doing web development in, in a more uh, serious way, I was a teacher for a couple of years. So I think that that's, the, that's where I got to practice uh, a lot. It's, it can be quite interesting and intimidating to be a, a teacher. No doubt. But I think that that's where I got the, most of the, of, of the experience. And once I started working and I started doing the, the Friday things, I mean, there were still a lot of things to learn. It doesn't matter how long you've been working. There's always things that you can learn, uh, things that you do re- didn't realize that you were doing and that you can work on. I mean, this, this is something that it doesn't matter how much experience ha- you, you have. Usually you can still um, learn and, uh, a little bit more, get to be better. Then there's some people that are just incredible when they're doing, doing presentations, but that comes because of not only talent, but also practice. Yeah, these are not work. things that, yeah, this, these are not people, most of the time are not people that just, as you say, wing it like, oh yeah, I'm going to do the presentation. I'm going to see how it comes. No, no, no. They do like, th- they work on it very much. And those are the, 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 the greatest presentations, I think. Of course, there's always exceptions, I think, that you, presentations that are done like uh, on the fly, but usually it's practice, practice, practice. Well, I, I think that that's all the time that we have uh, for this for this session. 
it's interesting. I mean, if you, if you for the people that are listening to us, so what's your experience doing public uh, presentations? Where did you start or or share a little bit of a story if you like with us to see what's your experience doing this kind of this kind of things? Yeah, horror stories if you can about only <laughs> speaking how and those tricks that everybody talks about about imagining the audience naked and things like that. I I want to know more, so please share. <laughs> yes, please do. Thank you very much. That's all that we have for today. Ricard, thank you very much. Thank you so much. Ciao, ciao. And see you next time. Bye-bye.